You're listening to the Hope City Community Church Podcast. We pray the message will encourage, inspire, and challenge you to experience the real Jesus. Thanks for listening. Now, let's tune in. Well, good morning, church. How is everybody? Yeah, you want some good news? You do? You want good news? Well, we're collecting our Thanksgiving outreach bags right now. And last week we put out a hundred bags and you guys took them all and you filled them up. Thank you for that. But for those who didn't get an opportunity to give, we've got more bags today. I want to make sure that everybody has Thanksgiving food this year and you and I working together, we can get that done. Amen. Amen. Thanksgiving for everybody in our city. Amen. If one of us eats, let's all eat. Amen. So uh, that table's out there out front. If you want to be a blessing, grab a bag, fill it up. Uh, cost is between 45 and 50 bucks uh, to fill up a bag. So if you can't take on a whole bag, man, partner with some people. Just don't miss an opportunity to put some seed in that soil. I'm going to tell you, man, when you bless people uh, with the necessities of life, well, God does not take that lightly. God does not take that lightly. Um, uh, let me see. Is there any more announcements I need to make? <laughs> <laughs> All right, okay, okay, calm down, kids, calm down, calm down. Um, this past week, we put in a contract on 14 acres of land. Yeah. Can I, just, can I just tell you something? That what we see as coming, God already sees as complete. God sees the Hope Center as a finished product. And he's already begun to assign people to come there in the future to receive the goodness of God. And it's up to you and I to proclaim the goodness of God, to love people, to give of our time, talent, and treasure to bring it to pass. And what I'm telling you is about to happen is we're about to see an outpouring of the Spirit of God in such a way that he's going to make the Hope Center happen. Amen? Amen. Do you believe that today? I'm going to tell you, God is on the move, church. I've never seen anything like it. Uh, Honestly, in my 43 years, I have never seen anything like it. It's just like when the enemy raises up uh, this wall that we've got to climb over, God just blows the wall out. We keep moving. And it happens before we get there. It's, we, we see it off in the distance saying, man, what should we do? God says, keep moving forward. Just keep moving forward. And so we keep moving forward. And all of a sudden, that wall that we thought was there just goes away. Can I tell you, we have sat for six months on this piece of land being told by the owner he was never going to sell it. And I delivered a contract to him this past Monday, and he said out of his mouth, the same mouth that said he never wanted to sell a piece of land, told me, he said, I look forward to your church owning this. Y'all are going to do some big things with that land. <laughs> Can I tell you, God cannot surprise me anymore. He can't say, if an angel walked through them doors right now uh, and said, hey, I want to drive you to Orlando, I'd be like, okay, let's go. It wouldn't shock me. I'm telling you, just God's doing big things every day. And so, uh, man, can we just praise him for a second? Father, you're good. You're good. You're worthy of every praise. You're worthy of every exaltation and adoration. You alone are worthy of our praise. You alone are God. There is no God like Jehovah. You're the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and you've been faithful ever since. 
Father, I thank you for today. Lord, may your word never return void. May it sharpen us today. May it encourage us today. May it remind us that your loving kindness is for us and not against us. Father, I thank you that as we go into your word, you're going to energize your church. Energize your church to love people like never before. And we'll give you the praise for it. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, amen and amen. God is good. Hallelujah. I want to continue this blessing series. And uh, man, I had a sermon. Let me tell you how God works. I had a sermon that I wrote a few weeks ago. And I thought, man, it's going to be nice. I ain't going to have to write no sermon this week. I'm just letting you, I'm being real with you. You you get something a couple weeks, you can kind of meditate on it and get really good at it. And you're sitting here thinking, man, I'm going to preach this. I got a phone call from a lady. And she said, since you're talking about the blessing, she said, I got to ask you a question. I said, yes, ma'am. She goes, how do you know what's a blessing and what's a distraction of the devil? I said, dadgummit. <laughs> man, I was on easy street. <laughs> I was going to teach you, man, just a simple sermon, man. I, oh, man, it's my anniversary today. Somebody, 18 years with my beautiful wife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was, uh, I was talking to a guy one time and, He'd been married 50 years. And he said, son, I'm going to tell you something. He said, it seems like it was five minutes. And before I told him, man, praise God, he said, underwater. (laughs) You believe that? I said, you can keep that kind of marriage to yourself. I'm not interested in that. I I, I say all that to say this, that uh, I had it on easy street for today and and God said, no, there, there ain't no easy street. We're just going to do what I need you to do. I said, well, come on, let's go. So today what I'm going to do is I'm going to talk to you about what is a blessing. What is a blessing? Let's talk about the anatomy of a blessing. How do you know what is a blessing and what is a distraction that the wicked one can use? Because remember, in the scripture, the devil had gifts to offer as well. Right? And if we're being honest, some of us have, have gone out and we've taken a distraction of the wicked one and we've labeled it a blessing and we don't know why our life isn't feeling blessed. You got everything in the right columns and just, it's not working. Something, there's no peace, there's no joy, there's no fruit of the spirit, but it seems to everybody on the outside looking in that everything's right. It could be, I'm not saying it is, but it could be you have mislabeled a distraction as a blessing. So today we're going to get into this, the anatomy of a blessing. The main verse I want to give you today is 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 8. What is a blessing? 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 8. It says this, says, God is able to bless you abundantly so that in all things, in some things, just a few things, so that in all things at all times, just sometimes, all times, having all that you need, just a little of what you need, all of what you need, you'll abound in every good work. What about all do we not get today? Do we understand the word all? It means all. It means not partial. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to let y'all in on a little secret. Wendy and I were praying right before we launched Hope City, and God uh, gave her a word for the women of Hope City before we even had a Hope City. And the word for the women of Hope City, she's going to teach it one day because she's writing it. It's beautiful. It's called the full portion. 
You see, so many of us are walking around with partial portions of what God intended for us to have in full. And we settle because we've been taught in the flesh to just take what we can get and keep moving. But according to the word, you can function in the full portion at all times and all things, having all you need to be whatever he's called you to be in every good work. So today we're going to dig into this just for a few minutes. I don't want to take much of your time today, but I do want you to understand the difference between a blessing that comes from God and a distraction that's earthly and can come from the devil. So we're going to take a look at this day. How do we know? How do we know? Is it, is it simply happen chance or, or even worse? Have we accepted something that's not from God? How, how do we get into this? I've got a few points for you today. Uh, and if you take notes, write them down. They're going to come up on the screen. Uh, if you don't take notes, that's fine. You can go back and listen to the podcast later. By the way, the podcast has been listened to uh, in like 13 countries now. And I just want to thank every one of y'all because you're a faithful people. You are enabling us to reach people. Thank you for being a benevolent church. I love and I thank God for each one of you. Um, Point number one, how do we know it's a blessing, the anatomy of a blessing? Number one, the word blessing, first, it's a noun. It's a noun. It's a thing. Remember last week we had the hoodie? It's a mantle that God puts on you, right? Right? So if it comes and goes, it's not a blessing. A blessing is something God puts on you and he leaves it on you. Do you know how I know that? Because when I'm analyzing blessings, I analyze how I give to my children and I don't give them things and take things away. I give them things for them to manage and steward and I bless them, and I want them to have what they need to get through. And as, it, as we unfold these characteristics of a blessing, you're going to see how that plays a part. When you look up the word blessing, here's what you get. You get God's favor and protection. God's favor and protection. It's not just his favor, it's his protection as well. Can I tell you, you got to have both. If you have all favor and no protection, you're open to the enemy. If you have all, all protection and no favor, you can't be effective with people. So you've got to have both. How many times, I don't know if you're like me, how many times have you left the house late just to pass a wreck that happened a few minutes before you got there? Man, can I tell you, protection's a real thing. I praise God for lost keys. You hear me? I'm going to tell you, man, I've seen it too many times. Too many times, man. I, uh, uh, I love Maddie to death, and swear you did a good job singing today, but you can be slow as molasses sometimes getting ready. <laughs> Final product's great, but... Just takes time. But can I tell you, God even has a hand in that. She'll come out in the car and Nora looking at her like somebody stole from her. And and just like, but then we'll pass a wreck that happened a few minutes before we got there. And I think, Lord, thank you for your timing. Let me be on your timing, God, not my timing. You know, and I think it's important to even share that with our children. Let them understand that his ways are higher than our ways. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. Amen. We should trust him in all things, including our timing including our timing. Point number two, a blessing in the Bible is God's favor poured out on your life. It's him and his favor poured out on your life. It's the goodness of God that's evident in your world. It's a beautiful thing. Point number three, a blessing has to do with your purpose in life. It applies to your calling. 
How do you know it's a blessing? Because it will move you closer to your purpose. Can I tell you, the devil's not interested in giving you something that takes you closer to your calling. Boy, that's, I promise you, he don't want that. So if it takes you closer to your calling, if it blesses you in a way that empowers you to minister to people more, that gets you closer to where you feel like God's calling you to go, that's how you know. That's one of the ways you can know it's a blessing from God. Point number four, and I'm going I'm to I'm slow down these next few points because I really want you to get this. Point number four, a blessing is based on God's promises and his word. I say this all the time. And I'm going to reverse it today. I usually say God will never use the devil's tools. Let me say this. God will not use, or devil will not use God's tools either. Right? Why would the devil try to give you godly wisdom? Why would he give you something that leads you in paths of righteousness? The devil will never give you something that causes you to be more like God. That's how you can know if it's of the world or whether it's from God. Everything God does, he does to create more Christ-like reflection in you, right? So if the blessing that you have received allows you to step closer into a Christ-like form, You've also taken a great step to understand where that blessing came from. Um, I, you know what? I'm going to do this. I, don't, I didn't know if I was going to have time to do this, but I'm going to do this because I, I want you to really understand this point. There are a lot of people that don't understand this aspect that God will never function outside of his word. You know, he's bound by his own word. He can't go against his word. His word is so strong. He can't go against it. He literally is bound by what he says. That means once he blesses you, he, that's what we talked about last week. Once he blessed Adam, he could curse the ground, but he couldn't curse Adam because Adam was already blessed. Can I tell you, God is bound by his word. When you look at it in Hebrew, the word is baraka, baraka. It's the word, the blessing. It's in Hebrew, barakah. It means a transmittal of God's favor. To transmit. To transmit. Well, I'm going to do something. Pastor TC, come here just real quick. Come here real quick. I'm going to show you something. If um, this, uh, this is just for a second is, is God's favor. Once I transmit my favor, I've transmitted it. Now it's on him. It's not too wet yet. It's okay. <laughs> that's why I did it early in the sermon, right? But once I transmit that to him, that's on him now. I don't take it back. Once I place it on him, that's his. Now watch this. Thanks, Pastor TC. Now watch this. Check this out. I can only give what I have to give. If I come empty-handed, I have nothing to give. But God's never empty-handed. Let me show you this. This is how people have got to change their minds. Some of you were taught bad theology that God gives sickness.
I can only give what I have to give. God is not ever sick. How can he ever give you sickness? Let me show it to you. When, when the disciples were in the boat and the waves began to toss the boat, man, them boys began to freak out. Jesus down there taking a nap. Why? Because there's no fear in him to radiate. There's no fear to give. So where's Jesus? Sleep. At peace. In the bottom of a sinking boat. And they come out. Jesus, don't you care? Man, all hell's breaking loose out here. Jesus, you got to come help us. <gasps> Time is it? Okay. What do you say? Peter, what? Storm? Y'all woke me up, man. I was sleeping good. Let's go deal with it. He walks out and he goes, Peace! Be still. Because he had peace to give. He's the prince of peace. God can't give you no anxiety. There's no anxiety in him. He's empty-handed when it comes to things that will hurt you. And people have taught you that God will put a sickness on you to direct you. What kind of a weak God would that be? His wisdom is not enough to lead you. Now he's got to use a sickness to lead you. Your God is small. My word says he'll supply all my needs according to his riches and glory. My scripture says that he'll heal all my diseases and, and he'll forgive all my sins and, and remember not my iniquities. That's what my scripture says about him. But some of these pastors out here telling people, well, the reason why you're sick. So the Lord's trying to tell you something. What kind of foolishness is that? God does not use tools he does not own. He can only give what he has to give, which is where we get the fruit of the Spirit. It's the essence of our Father. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, all these things, self-control, all of these things come from a father because that's who he is. Can't give you what he doesn't have to give. Ain't a person in here can give me a purple unicorn right now. You know why? You ain't got one. And we're made in his image. Think about that. We're made in his image. So if we can't give what we don't have to give, he can't give what he ain't got to give. Get that today. Why am I saying that? Because, man, I get these emails from people. Well, I got cancer, bless God. What? Can I tell you, I want to be very clear about how I'm teaching this. God can use even the worst circumstances to bless, but he will never use a sickness as a bless. That's not how he works. How do I know that? Maddie, come here. I know you hate being a pastor's kid, don't you? Stand right here. What do you think I would give her that would hurt her? What do you think I would ever do to hurt that child? 
Now, if she was sick, what would I not do to heal her? If she was lost, what would I not do to find her? If she was confused and locked up in anxiety, what would I not do to give her clarity? You see, this whole thing is about God giving what he has to give. And this is the beautiful thing about this, what I'm teaching you right now is he sends his word. His word. In the the beginning was the word. The word was with God and the word. So whenever my child needs to know my character, she just goes back to the last thing I said to her. That's why every day before they leave the house, Lord, bless them and keep them. Be gracious to them. Show them your favor. Make your face shine upon them. Give them peace. Bring us all back together safe at the end of this day as a family. Let them see your favor in action today. She don't have to wonder where she's at in her father's heart. She knows I want the best for her. Every time you leave the house, I want something in your pocket, something on your mind, and something in your heart. Some of y'all need to write that down. Because anything shy of those three things, you're incomplete as a parent. I want her to have something in her pocket. I want to make sure that I'm supplying her needs. Until she's 18, that's on me to take care of that. I supply her needs. Next, I want to challenge her mind. I want her to think and use the wisdom that God's given her. Lastly, I want something in her heart. I want it directed toward her heavenly father, not even toward me. Yes, I want her to love me, but never at the cost of loving him. You give a kid those three things, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. You see, if I do those three things, I have set her up to understand not just this father's heart, but that father's heart as well. Some of the hardest people to reach are people who have uh, father issues, earthly father issues, because they don't have the concept of a good father. Man, it's hard to teach people. Thank you, sweetheart. You can sit down. What, What do I have to give her that would harm her? There's nothing in me that would ever want to hurt her. If it doesn't line up with God's word, if it doesn't line up with his promises, it did not come from him. I'm going to say this kind of as a caveat to that. A lot of times we don't feel blessed because we have tried to stretch ourselves to be the blessing. I said a lot of times we don't feel blessed because we try to stretch ourselves to be the blessing. You can't be God. Most of the time when I deal with people who are having a relational tension, it's because they tried to become something they're not to appease something in somebody else that only God could appease. And if you don't understand how a blessing works, see, you, you, you can only be a blessing as a conduit of what God sends. You can't stretch yourself to be a blessing. Only God can be the blessing. You have to be the conduit. 
But so many people try to expand who they are. They try to become people pleasers in such a way that they can please everybody. Next thing you know, they're stretched in and nobody's blessed. And they're frustrated. Can I just, can I just give you permission to let God be the blessing? Can I just give you the, the peace today of just, Dusty, I'm going to go and tell them. We live in a world that takes advantage of people who are compassionate and compulsive. We live in a world that will take advantage of you if you give out of compassion or compulsion. So I tell you, don't give out of either. I tell you to give out of obedience. Give out of obedience. You see, compassion and compulsion can be both me. They can be uh, manipulated. Obedience cannot be manipulated. Point number five, I'm moving quick. I'm gonna get y'all out of here. Point number five, blessings can be both material and spiritual. Blessings can be both material and spiritual. Um, as an immature believer, all I ever saw were materials as blessings. I only thought God was blessing me when I could cover this bill or could pay that rent or could. And if I couldn't cover that, then there was no blessing. Can I tell you, my prayer is that you graduate out of that shallow thought. Now I'm in a season of life to where if I could choose material blessing or spiritual blessing, I'll choose spiritual blessing. Because I have found, it's been my experience, that to be with him is the most precious thing in the world. To be with him is so powerful that, man, we covered this verse for several weeks. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Then all these things. Material can be blessing. I want to be very clear. My dad told me one time, my dad's right here, guys. Good, good man. I'm, I'm blessed to have a good father. Uh, my dad told me one time, he said, son, if you got a problem that a part-time job can fix, it's not a problem. If all you have is money problems, you're doing okay. You can get you a little extra job. You can steward your money a little differently. And too many people think that's where the blessing stops. Can I tell you, if all you have seen is material blessings, you ain't even scratched the surface of what God wants to do in your life. Material things are wonderful. And I, I, that, that scripture we read, that you'll have all things at all times to be a blessing in every good work. Listen, I believe God wants to bless your socks off. But can I tell you the blessings of the kingdom of heaven? God paves the roads with the gold that we ask for. It's like it doesn't, it, it, it. And the more time I spend in his presence, the more I realize it's like, God, if you'll just meet my needs, but just let me stay in your presence. I want you to understand this, that too many times our minds are locked on material things when we go to the throne for blessings. 
And there is so much more there for you. You see, a lot of times we focus on what we don't have when we approach the throne. And we may be short, maybe financially, we may be short, maybe in a relationship, we may be short, maybe our kids, maybe we have a lost loved one. These are all things, these are all problems. We go to the Lord. And can I tell you, if I had to choose a problem, I would much rather God bring my child back to salvation than I would pay a bill. I've had the benefit of sitting with people in their last moments of life. And I never once had a single person say, man, I wish I'd have picked up one more shift. You know, never once. I never once had somebody say, boy, I wish I had more money to give these kids. Never once. Every time I'm with somebody in their last moments, they say the most profound things like, I wish I knew him more. You see, the craziest thing is that we're all going to meet Jesus. The question is, how well do you know him when you get to see him? You can know him. I sometimes think about heaven and I, I ponder the thoughts of, imagine talking to Jesus. That's just a cool thought to me. Imagine talking to Jesus and he says, you remember that Sunday in 2022? I think it was yours and Wendy's anniversary. You talk to people about my blessing. Man, thanks for reminding people that it was more than just about money. Thanks for just reminding. Can you imagine getting to heaven and him saying, I remember when you prayed. I remember when you made the decision to follow me. I'm so glad you did. You see, those personal thoughts are real because... That's the way Jesus wants to know you. That's the way our heavenly father wants to get to know you. And the reason I know that is because he dedicated a third of himself, think about this, to praying for you and a second third of himself for reaching out to know you. That's God the son and God the Holy Spirit. Two thirds of who God is is about knowing you and meeting your need. God loves you. He loves you and he wants to know you. So I want you to know that blessings can be both material, but man, the supernatural blessings are just, you see, when you have a financial need, somebody give you some money and fix that. Man, when you got a spiritual need, every dollar in the world can't fix it. I just want you to be considerate of the two and understand that there are great and effectual blessings in the spirit that God wants to bestow on each of us. Point number six, I'm going to land the plane with this one. Blessings have to do with God's kingdom. They have to do with God's kingdom. Um, I read a story, I think it was last spring or last summer, sometimes timelines, I'm bad with remembering, um, about this father in the Northeast. Um, it was only a story because this house was like, it was on the... Um, uh, whatever the antique reserve, whatever the, the national something list. It was an old two-story house and it had caught on fire and it caught on fire on the second level. 
And this dad had grabbed his wife and got her out in the front yard and the, the fire department came and they said, we'll take it from here. And the dad says, my children are upstairs. And so they say, we'll get them. And they sit him on the bumper. Of course, as soon as they sit him on the bumper, he breaks. And he shoots back into the door of the house. And the story talks about this man coming barreling out a second story window with one of his children and he lands with a child and he takes the child over to the mother and he hands it to the mother and they say, okay, dad, we've got it. They tried to put him on oxygen, trying to bandage his arms. His arms are beginning to get hot and turning black from the smoke and he rips the bandages off and he takes off running back into the house. And this time they're certain he's not gonna make it out. Front door begins to collapse. The man makes it in. A few moments later, a wall caves, and you see this man jump onto the first story covering over the patio, and he jumps back off, and he's got a second child in his arms. When he gets up from the ground, his arms and his skin literally melted, and he takes the second child over, and he stops, and he says, has anybody seen our third child? The fire department is just kind of standing back because the house is so hot. And he said, there's one more. They said, sir, nobody can go back into the house. Dad breaks for it. He runs and he dives through a first story window. They're certain he'll never be seen alive again. Three or four minutes go by, the house is burning. You know what a minute looks like in a burning house? And they hear glass break on the back side of the house. And it's this man who is on fire. His hair has been scorched off. His eyebrows are gone. But he has wrapped his child in a blanket and has barreled himself out a two-story window holding a child. And the fire department got to him. And I'll never forget what they said he said. He said, it was never about me. He said, I was going to keep going until there was nothing left to save. The blessings of God are always about the one more. Follow me, follow me. The blessings of God will always lead you into a position to lead one more person to the goodness of God. Some of us are mistaken because we think we're in a place that we've been misplaced that, mm, can I tell you, God's a little stronger than what we give him credit for. I used to think I was stronger. I used to think that my will was stronger than his purpose and plan. But see, the scripture says that he knit me together while I was in my mother's womb. And that the steps of the righteous are ordered by God. And you start putting all this in many are the plans of a man. But it's the Lord who directs his ways. And you start putting this scripture together. And guess what happened? I fought for 20 years not to be in the ministry. <laughs> you know what happened? I fought for 20 years and I played right into his hand. I went out into the marketplace. 
And I thought I was doing everything right. I said, I'm done with the ministry. Never going back to ministry. I was burnt out. I was frustrated. So I'm never going to preach again. I'm never going to do this thing again. And all God was doing was giving me stories and anecdotes, teaching me how to love people one-on-one, teaching me how not to do ministry. And I was walking into his plan the whole time. And his blessings that he was dropping, I thought I was stepping further away from the ministry and he just, I was taking the long trip. And I get back and I'll never forget the day I sat in my truck and I said, I give up. (laughs) Everywhere I turn, I see you. And I said, God, if you can use me, use me. Within two weeks, I was pastoring again. Can I tell you something? You're where you're supposed to be. You're not that crafty. You're just not that good. You say, thanks for the encouragement. You're welcome. (laughs) God is so good and he's so gentle. He'll make you think it's your own idea. And he's leading you into a place that only you can love well. He's leading you to a place where there's one more. And only you have what it takes to run into that fire. You see, that's the power of his blessings is that he lays his blessings in front of us and he leads us, the Bible says, in paths of righteousness. And so we walk. And, 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 and as I follow the blessing, I'm, I'm stepping in a little more righteousness. Then I go over here for this blessing, and I'm going a little closer. And I go over here, and I'm pretty close. And I can be frustrated this whole time, but he's leading me. And the next thing I know, I'm perfectly positioned to reach the person that I was called to reach when I was in my mother's womb. Can I tell you that God has you perfectly positioned? It may not feel right. It may not look right. It may not seem right to others. But until God moves you, baby, you are right where you are supposed to be to make a difference. We spend so much time, God, am I where I'm supposed to be? Can I tell you this? Quit asking and get busy. Just start loving people right where you're at. God can use your gifts right where you're at. That's how you know it's not the devil blessing you. The devil would never put you in a position to win a soul. Would never put you in a position to make a difference for the kingdom. He wants you as far away from that as he can get you. And yet somehow here you are making a difference on your job. Yet somehow here you are loving people so well they want to know what's different about you. Friend, can I tell you, the devil would never, ever, ever, ever put you in a position to win a soul. Yet here you are. The devil would never put you in a place to stand on God's word. He would never put you in a position to win a soul. He would never give you something that would line you up with God's destiny for your life. So you want to know the answer? How do we know? 
No, because where we're at has been ordered by God and that what he gives us goes to better the lives of other people. You know, that's another way I know God's blessing because he would never just give me something to hoard up. You know what he might do? He might give me something that you need. He might give me something that I can bless you with. He might give me financial increase on a time that you might need a financial blessing. And then he asked me to be a conduit of that blessing. See, that's the way God works. God's blessings aren't just to fatten one or two of his children up. It's always to get one more. One more. So that's the blessing. I was going to teach something else and God said no. It's imperative that we know what God's blessings are. At the end of this teaching, I want you to know blessings are simply this. They are tiny shimmers and glimpses of heaven on earth. You see, to be with God, he has everything all the time. He has everything you ever need. He is the source. So whenever we get what we need here, it's like these little love drops, these little drops of hope in life, these blessings that we walk in, that we function in. But he gives us an idea of his desire and his purpose for us. And it's always to love people. It's always to make a difference for one more. And can I tell you something? Imagine if each person in here just said, I'm, I'm doing one more. Just one more. And we'd change the world, wouldn't we? Change the world. I love that God doesn't ask us to change the world. <laughs> he just says, take what I give you, go make a difference for somebody else. We love to look at the people that can do the big, giant blessings. But can I tell you, man, it could be something as small as paying for somebody's coffee. I mean, it could be as free as a compliment. It could be, I mean, just a smile. This morning, Wendy called me, man, these kids, I don't know what's going on in these bathrooms backstage, but they, I don't know if they're letting animals use this bathroom. I don't know what's happening back here. But Wendy called me this morning, and she goes, we need something to clean these bathrooms with. Can you swing by Walmart? I said, yeah, I'll swing by Walmart. There was an old gentleman had a scour on his face. I'm talking about, boy, he was upset. And it was early. I don't blame him. And, uh, He's, eh, old man's going down the cleaning aisle. That's the worst aisle man can be on. We hate that aisle. <laughs> and I walked in there and said, hey, good morning. Morning. Like Clint Eastwood. And good morning. <laughs> and uh, I said, I'm looking for some mops. I said, apparently some parents never taught their kids aim. <laughs> he kind of looked at me. I said, yeah, we're having church over here at the middle school. And I said, I guess... They don't learn AIM until high school, the, the boys. And he kind of cracked a grin. And he goes, what church you go to? I said, I go to Hope City. Where you go to church? He goes, I don't know yet. So what do you mean you don't know yet? He goes, I hadn't decided. I've been trying a few of them. I said, where are you going today? He said, I don't know yet. I said, just find one and go. Just find one and go. It doesn't matter where you go. 
I said, man, I'm so glad I ran into you this morning. I said, it makes my day talking to you. And he just kind of looked at me, kind of like he was, he was discombobulated that somebody was that happy just to talk to him. Can I tell you, sometimes it's just a listening ear. Before it was over with, that guy, he wanted to know everything about the church. And can I tell you, I, I, I'm about the church corporate. Hope City is going to be blessed. It don't matter. We're going to be blessed. But I'm not about the logo. I'm not out here peddling Hope City. I'm out here pushing the kingdom. This is a kingdom house. And the fact that I was able, man, just to encourage that guy, where it went from Clint Eastwood to more of a, I don't know, like a Jack Nichols, like a Jack Nicholson maybe, I don't know. Looked a little easier on his face. I say all that to tell you this. That God's blessings are not just for you. They're for his kingdom's purpose. And I thank God for his kingdom's purpose because at one point in time in my life, I was the kingdom's purpose. I was the one more. And you were too. And so I thank God that somebody heeded and understood what blessings were supposed to be for me. And I thank God that people understood blessings were for you as well. Are you grateful today? Is God good today? Come on, stand to your feet. I want to pray for you. Nor how to do it. I keep you awake. It's very rare. My five-year-old gets to sit in on service and this is what daddy does. I'm going to tell you, I love you. God has put each one of you in my heart in such a unique way. I may not have ever met you, but I can tell you, I pray for you. And my desire is that you know him, that you know him. Because once you know him, you'll never doubt his love for you. Once you know him, you'll realize his purpose for your life is that he loves you so much that it explodes out of you and onto other people. He's a good father. And his blessings are all about giving you increase so that you can go create increase. Just to be blessed, to go be a blessing. I'm grateful for it today. I'm grateful for it today. Let me bless you and I'm gonna get you out of here. Lord, we love you. We thank you for your word. Lord, teach us your word so that we can abound in all things at all times. Father, that you can use us in every good work. You would never bless us to do something negative against your word. So thank you for the, the reason that your word gives. Thank you for the wisdom that it gives. Thank you, Lord, for loving us enough that you don't just bless us, you don't just save us, then you, you put us in your, in your amazing army of soul winners that we too can share in the victories of the kingdom. Father, would you do me a favor this week? Would you put us in a position to love somebody well? Put us in a position that we can cause somebody to smile who otherwise may not, they may not smile without us. Put us in a position to remind somebody that their father's still on the throne and that you love them. Father, we thank you for that opportunity. Lord, I pray you'd bless us and keep us. Be gracious to us and show us your favor. Make your face shine upon us and give us peace, both now and forevermore. Cover us with the blood of Jesus.
From the top of our head to the soles of our feet, I thank you that no weapon formed against us will prosper. Father, give us an understanding of what your blessing is this week. Show us, give us an example of your mighty blessing this week. And we'll give you the praise for it. We love you and we give you glory in all things. Thank you for the land that is to come. Thank you, Father. I give you praise for that 14 acres. Father, I give you praise for every soul that's going to be one on that land. Father, before that land is even consecrated with this church's name, it is holy ground because you're there waiting on us. And we give you praise for that. Bring us back next week with more wisdom and understanding of your word. And we'll give you the glory, honor, and praise for it. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, amen, amen. God bless you. We love you. And we'll see you next week. For more information about Hope City Community Church, visit www.hopecitycc.com. Until next time.